time for school. Rock School. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. 25 cents, here's a Clark bar, shut up. And Chad P. With with the man you decided to do the stump about, I'm surprised you even know who he is. I don't. Underwritten by Home Theater, etc. Class is in. Oh, Sunday afternoon, it's rock school. My name is Joe Burns. I am a professor in the communication department right here, Southeastern Louisiana University. Standing to my immediate right is... Chad P. Hiya, Chad. Well, how are you doing? How are you doing? How are you doing? Doing, doing, doing? Good. doing good. Hey, doing good. Uh, I got a heck of a show for you today. What has he got? What's either, he got? Either you're going to love this show or you're just absolutely going to hate this show. Same with the listeners. Either they're going to be amazed by this show or they're going to say, gee, I can't wait till next week till he gets back to playing regular music. Well, I hope it's not the latter what you got we're gonna play the fastest guitarists in the world oh well let's do it <laughs> according hey. according to guitar you had me worried there for a second no 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 worries extreme accordion playing or something i was expecting you know what i think i could find the most extreme accordion players <laughs> i don't doubt for today we're dealing with guitar players nice guitar one magazine it's mm-hmm. one of the thousands of guitar magazines when you go into books a million and walk over to the magazine rack and there's all those different magazines that always for some reason seem to have randy Rhodes on the cover right when when you look at them, Guitar One magazine is one that's kind of dedicated to a kind of metal called uh, thrash metal or shred metal, and it deals with people that play uh, predominantly for speed. They play something called a neoclassical format of, uh, of music, which is looking back at the Baroque period of classical, bringing it up, playing it on a guitar, and playing it with blinding speed. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you get to be on Guitar One magazine's list of the fastest guitar players in the world? I'm guessing a lot of practice. Well, yeah. How do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice, practice, practice. Well, it has to do with the number of notes that you can play per second. Per second? Per second. Now, You've heard of the concept, If and I know you're a drummer, so you've probably been close enough to music to know that there's whole notes, half notes, quarter, yeah, quarter notes, notes, eighth notes, uh-huh. and it goes all the way up to 64th notes. Now, that has nothing to do with the concept of how fast they're played. That simply has to do with the division of how the notes are cut up. So it's got to be a completely different note. Right. It has to be a completely different note, and it has to be played with such speed that in the span of one second, you can play... Now, Dig this. How many? 30. 30 notes? You have to be able to play, to be on this list, you have to be able to play 30 notes per second. How in the world is that humanly possible? Well, there are numerous reasons why it's possible, including a genetic syndrome, which I'm going to talk to you about. There's also the concept of how it's played, which I'm going to talk to you about. There are right-hand techniques about how it's played that I'm going to talk to you about. Left-handed techniques, the concept of neoclassical. It's very interesting to me, and I hope it's very interesting to the audience. But sit I'll tell down. you what it is. Sit, sit down. It is, it is spectacular <laughs> to listen to. And it's one of these things where you shake your head and you say, no, he's not really playing that. That has to be a trick. I urge you, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't think I'm telling you the truth, go to YouTube. 
almost every one of these men, some of them are, are so obscure a musician that they're not on YouTube. But all of the first five people that I'm going to talk about are all on YouTube. And they are all there. They have a camera pointed at them and they play. And you can watch their fingers move and it's almost unbelievable how fast they go. It's unbelievable for me to hear it. i got to hear some of these guys. We're going to start with the second fastest player, according to Guitar One magazine. And the reason is the song that I've chosen from him, this is Chris Impelitary. He did a song called 17th Century Chicken Pickin', neoclassical. And the reason I chose this one to start on is because the other ones kind of start slow and then build up. This thing explodes right out of the gate. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chris Impelitary is out of Connecticut, and according to Guitar One magazine, second fastest shredder in the world. That's the word. If you want to impress a guitarist and say you're a fast player, this guy is the second fastest shredder in the world. In two and a half minutes, we're talking a thousand notes. Here it comes on Rock School. This is the 17th century chicken picking. Try to count them, 30 notes per second. We move. It's speed today on Rock School. Every one of these guys plays. Uh, oh yeah, every one of these guys plays uh, a modified Fender Stratocaster type guitar, an Ibanez, uh, something that has a very, very thin neck and very, very light strings. This uh, that guy that just finished up, Chris uh, Impelitary. Uh, that that song was called 17th Century Chicken Picking. He's known for something called sweep picking, where instead of trying to pick every single note individually, he sweeps his hand left and right across the strings. And uh-huh. as, as you've seen guitarists just sort of strum. Yeah. Well, as he's strumming, he He's strumming individual notes. His left hand is keeping up with his right hand. So as his hand is strumming back and forth across the notes, uh, instead of just strumming chords, he's hitting notes every time his hand goes across. Wow. That's how fast he's moving. The third man, according to Guitar One magazine, the fastest man uh, player in the uh, in the world, the third guy is someone that most people may have heard of, Ingve J. Malmsteen. Malmsteen, yeah. He's, he's from Stockholm, Sweden, and he is basically the leader of this neoclassical metal uh, genre. He was listening when he was a young boy to this guy who's named Niccolo Paganini, mm-hmm. supposedly the first musician to sell his soul to the devil. No, it wasn't Robert Johnson. Uh, It was a 19th century violinist. And by the way, I brought a Niccolo Paganini song. Okay, cool. Not obviously written, uh, recorded by him. It was played by a, a, a violinist of today. But I'm going to let you listen to an Ingve Malmsteen song, and then we're going to go back, we're going to listen to a Paganini violin piece. To hear and you'll where he got his impera- right, inspiration. Right, to see where it came from. Now let me tell you about the uh, guitar that Malmsteen plays. Malmsteen, in my opinion, is the fastest guy on this list. Okay. I don't know where Guitar One magazine got their numbers, but I think Malmsteen's the fastest guy on this list. He plays a modified neck on his guitar. You've seen a guitar neck where the wood is flat, Mm -hmm. and then there's the actual pieces of metal, which are the frets. Yeah. His guitar neck is scalloped. 
What? Which means that the wood between the frets uh-huh. is actually carved out. Oh. So when his finger hits the string, uh-huh. instead of bottoming out on the wood, yeah. the tension of the spr- string springs his finger back off the string. Like a, like a trampoline. Like a trampoline, so the man can move faster. Wow. Very, very few people have Stratocaster guitars modeled after them. Clapton has one, and uh, Malmsteen has one. And when you get the Ingve Malmsteen Stratocaster guitar, you get that scalloped neck. I've played one. They are, I mean, it's screwed up, my playing. I, I couldn't stand the feel of it. But Malmsteen, he can do it. This is from his latest album. This is called Baroque and Roll. It's my pick, not Guitar One Magazine, but it's my pick for the fastest player in the world, right here on Rock School. better than twinkle twinkle little star don't you think my, my brain can't <laughs> physically you know and i gotta tell you digest I, the speed i urge every one of you who thinks that these are these are studio tricks to go to youtube and look up these names now i understand ingwe j malmsteen's a little difficult to spell m-a-l-m-s-t-e-e-n look up then then go to uh go to wikipedia and simply look up shred guitar and all these people are listed there. And then look them up on YouTube if you don't believe they're actually playing at this speed. Uh, and you'll see them on there. Now, I mentioned before Ingwe J. Malmsteen, this uh, Italian violinist from the late 1700s named Niccolo Paganini. Who? Ooh. Every single one of these neoclassical shred guitarists points to this man, this Nicolai Paganini, as a reason for being able to play the way they are. Now, who is this guy? He is why? Widely considered to be the greatest violinist that ever lived. Faster than just about anybody could ever believe. He was pale white, pitch black hair, said to have sold his soul to the devil. There were many times he had to bring a note from his mother when he played, stating that the devil was not his father, really. <laughs> he was known for breaking strings when he played. Now understand that they didn't have metal strings back there. The strings were made of cat gut, so they would break. But he was able to basically play without a string. If a mm-hmm. string broke, he would simply shift his hand and play with this stunning dexterity. How was he able to do this? Well, a lot of people believe that he had what was known as Marfan syndrome, which was an extension of the fingers and an extension of uh, the abnormality of um, the uh, the connection between the bones in the hand and in the chest. Hmm. And a lot of these guys, if they're tall and thin, uh, like a guy Steve Vai we're going to play in a little bit, like this guy we're going to play a little bit named Michelangelo Beto, a lot of people believe that Robert Johnson had it, a lot of people believe that Abe Lincoln had it. It gave extreme dexterity, extreme uh, ability to reach, to open the hand up, and it created the ability to have great speed. Now, this is rock school, but let's take a a step back and let's go back to 
the late 1700s and listen to this Niccolo Paganini. Oh, yeah. I want to hear where these guys got inspired from. This is the fifth caprice that Ingwe J. Mounstein listened to and said, that's the way I want to play. Itzhak Perlman is actually playing the piece, but this is Paganini's uh, composition right here. It's time to get all classical on Rock School. You know what? <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting here trying to air drum to this. You can't. And I can't. It's unbelievable. Yeah, that's a, that's a, a composition. That's the fifth Caprice. If you get a chance, if you want to listen to more Paganini, uh, you're going to want to go get something called the 24 Caprices. Paganini's 24 Caprices, every single one of them is mind-blowing. And you want to get the one by uh, Itzhak Perlman. And again, I mentioned YouTube. There's this guy on YouTube. I have no idea who he is. He, you, you search for the fifth caprice of, um, of Nikolai Paganini, and this heavily overweight guy is holding uh, like a country rock six-string guitar. Yeah. You know, like you'd see Garth Brook play, mm-hmm. and he goes, Paganini, ah, Paganini, just like that, and then proceeds to play the fifth caprice. That piece you just heard, mm-hmm. he plays it on a uh, six-string acoustic guitar. My word. Unbelievable. If you're just joining us, what are we talking about, We Doc? are talking about the fastest guitarists in the world. Guitar One magazine uh, did a research piece into how fast guitarists can play. To even get on their list, you had to be able to play 30 notes Per second. Now, I don't want to put you on the spot, but yeah. how many notes can you play? I don't know. I've never timed myself. What do you I'm, think? I'm guessing somewhere around 20, 22. To give you an idea of my speed, I can play eruption note for note. Okay. Van Halen's eruption, I can play it note for note. Let me ask you this. Yeah. How would? How do you measure? Like, how, how do you sit down and say, okay, I want to see how many notes I can play per second. Here I go. And then you do it. And then how, how do you tell? How would I personally do it? Yeah. I would go up to a, record, a digital recording studio. Uh, I play literally as fast as I possibly could, mm-hmm. uh, chop out one second of music with as many notes as I could have, uh-huh. and then slow it down to five seconds and count the notes. Okay. Yeah, that's that's pretty much how I do it. I'm guessing I could do 20 or 22. Okay. But that, and someone says, well, gee, 20 or 22, you know, you're darn close. You're not even close. <laughs> you I've might, heard you play before, and I mean, you're no slouch, but... Uh, I'm the, not even close to these guys. Wow. I'm not, even, I'm not even in the same ballpark with these guys. The next one we're going to play, Michael Angelo Beto. All I right. urge you to look this guy up. Michael Angelo Beto. He is, according to Guitar One magazine, the fastest oh, player in the world. Oh, this is who they say? Right. Beto. This is the fastest. B-A-T-I-O. B-A-T-I-O. Beto. Correct. He, we're going to play a song called No Boundaries. Mm-hmm. This guy is what's known as ambidextrous. Plays with both hands. That's right. He's left-handed, but because he could not afford a left-handed instrument when he was young, he had to learn to play right-handed, oh, which has allowed him in his life to be able to play the guitar Either way. Switch hitting. Yeah. 
there's a guitar company called Dean. I know you're a fan of Pantera and Dimebag Daryl. Yeah. Dimebag Daryl was the person who represented Dean Guitars. Okay. Michelangelo Beto had Dean Guitars build him a double-necked instrument. So he could swap it either way? Swap it? Heck, he plays both of them at the same time. Oh my gosh. There are two necks coming off of one body. He plays both of them, either both hands on the neck underneath or with his arms crossed, his hands laying over top of the neck, Wait a playing minute. them. So how, can, how can you do chords? Lo- how can you strum? He, he just simply grabs the, grabs the neck very hard uh-huh. and the chords ring. Oh, wow. It just, until you see it, you can't believe it. This is Michael Angelo Beto, the, according to Guitar One magazine, fastest guitar of all time. I wouldn't put him at number one. I'd put him around fourth or fifth. You've already heard who I thought was the fastest. That's Ingwe J. Mounstein, but according to Guitar One magazine, this is the guy, no boundaries on Rock School. We're getting down now. <laughs> so put some double bass in there. Yeah. So the drummer wouldn't feel left out. Wow. Michelangelo Beto right there. Now, you know, I'm wow. with you. I wouldn't rate him number one. You no, I didn't I like? find him as fast as the other people I played already. Did I, you? I like Chris Impelitary. Yeah. Oh, he was. he's amazing. And the thing about it is, uh, I, I, I guess one of the reasons they, they rated him so high is because of his right-hand technique and mm-hmm. because of the fact that he deals with the, the, two, uh, the two necks coming off. Now, that piece right there, No Boundaries, was played on a single guitar. Uh-huh. You can see him playing that one. I mean, it was good, but it was. as far as the topic that we're covering, and I kind of feel that that piece didn't really do him justice. No, I don't think it did either. I don't think it did either. But that's the song. I played that song specifically because Guitar One magazine made that statement. Mm-hmm. But Beethoven's, uh, I don't know how else to put it, his technique with his right hand, he does this thing called tremolo picking where he's going back and forth so amazingly quickly uh-huh. that every single note, even at his top speed, Speed when when the notes are coming out so quickly that they aren't individual notes they uh-huh. sound like a wave. Every note is being plucked. Okay. It's it's going so quickly. That's called tremolo picking. That very quick picking back had, and forth. We had talked about sweep picking a while ago. Yeah. What which one do you think is more difficult? Sweep picking. Sweep picking. Sweep, is? I've I've never I, I forget mastering it. I've never been able to do it. Uh-huh. When you hear me play at my top speed, I'm tremolo picking. That's the that's the highest speed you're going to get out. Me. And until I learn how to sweep pick, uh, I'll never be able to get any kind of, of serious speed out of it. Every one of these guys can sweep pick like you and I walk downstairs. Huh. Yeah, sweet. They, unbelievable. So, Ooh. hey, do we have a sponsor for we this do. wonderful show? It's half past on the Shred <laughs> Guitar Show, and wow. our sponsor is Home Theater, etc. Phone number is 985-340-7777. They are a, a hop, skip, and a shred pick down the down the street <laughs> from uh, downtown Hammond on the corner of Morris and Mooney, uh, directly across from the Florida Parish's bank. Speed, Dude, man, speed. Got, got some TVs in there that are as big as these guys are fast. <laughs> big as your head, man. Yeah, man, they'll blow your mind away. Big as your head, man. We've got an email address. You yeah. can uh, contact us and let us know what you think of the show. Let us know if you have a show idea. We have 
have, uh, you know, sometimes we sit down and we just worry about coming up with interesting topics for you good people. Yeah. So we want to hear from you. KSLU Rock School at gmail.com. That's KSLU Rock School at gmail.com. Look us up on the web. We're on the KSLU website, KSLU.org. Right. Look for the Rock School chalkboard in the right hand corner and click on it and let us know what you yeah. think. Now it's time for the stump, and I have to tell you, Chad, I'm actually impressed you with with the man you decided to do the stump about. I'm surprised you even know who he is. I don't. Out, you just kind of <laughs> looked him up, I guess. I did. Yeah, I, I looked at the set list and 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 just kind of um, always just take a few select people and and look them up, and whoever looks like they have the most interesting. Okay. Well, this guy is a me. this guy's a jazz fusion player. He went to the Berkeley College of Music. Most uh-huh. people know him from playing with Chick Corea. Uh, He's out of New Jersey. His name is Al Demiola. Mm-hmm. What do you want? To, what do you want to ask about Al Demiola? Well, I'm glad that you actually gave us a little bit of insight on all this picking. We talked about sweep picking okay. and then tremolo picking. And uh, Al Demiola, how you say his name? I'm Demiola. Sorry. Demiola. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's generally credited with inventing what's called circular picking. Yeah. Are you familiar with? I know circular exactly picking? what's. I tr- what I, is it? I tried circular picking like crazy. Imagine this: you're going, you're going at a million miles an hour. You're trying to go at a million miles an hour. Mm-hmm. When you take and you pick back and forth, like figure your entire hand and your entire uh, forearm is going back and forth. Right. There's a point at which, when you get down to the bottom, you mm-hmm. have to stop dead and come then back up. Come back up. Yeah. Yep. Then go back down, then come Correct. back up. What Al Demiola does is takes his first finger, his index finger, and his thumb, mm-hmm. and he moves them in a circle. Now he just moves his finger and wrist, his right? Finger his finger a wrist. little bit with his wrist, and, and he moves them in a circle, and what he proclaims is that since there's no point in time at which the pick has to stop dead, mm-hmm. the speed can continue. Wow. And because of that, he's able to do this uh, piece back and forth. So is that the stump? Explain that, circular yeah. picking? Well, I knew you were going to get oh, it. I tr- I'm I mean, telling you, Chad. I'm telling you, Chad. I took, I took jazz lessons for a little while, mm-hmm. and he has a song called T for Two mm-hmm. that I worked on for, I'm telling you, a month before I started taking my lessons. And uh, I sat down with the jazz, uh, the jazz guitar teacher, and he said, well, what do you know? And I said, I know Al Demiola's T for Two, and I played it for him. I mean, nice. I, I practiced for a month just so I could attempt to impress upon this guy that I'm not an idiot. That's you, how much I went after this I'll thing. T- I'll tell you what I like about the, the people that we're featuring on the show today. What's that? You know, I, I think of it like a, kind of a soapbox derby. You're getting ready for the soapbox derby races, and you're building your soapbox, and you sit down with a book on aerodynamics, and you say, what can give me the most speed? What can make me go faster? Right. You know, as, a, as an airline pilot, you're sitting down and you're studying what can make my plane the the smoothest ride through the air and if you read these guys they will be able to tr- they will be able to put into words what they consider yeah. gives them right. their speed they have such a passion for what they do they That's sat right. down and came up with techniques hey this can make me go just a little bit faster this picking this running this whole schmiel mm-hmm. the song we're going to play by al Miola is his set list closer What's he that? ends with this one because it is his it's his most difficult piece it is his most amazing piece the most notes per second let's race with the devil down a spanish highway on rock school Thank you. 
Racing with the Devil down a Spanish highway. <laughs> yeah, very, 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 very fast. The thing about it is, is not only is he very, 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 very fast, Al Miola is, but uh, his stop start and the, the fact that he plays on off beats and such, yeah, it's, it's really far more jazz than it is rock and roll, but the the speed is absolutely amazing. He just like starts... Yeah, right. And it comes to a stop, comes to a start. And the thing about it is it's far more <laughs> jazz than it is anything else. And, mm-hmm. and and jazz like this kind of stuff can wear on people. You either absolutely adore this and you can sit and watch it and you're amazed by it. Or, like my wife, you listen mm-hmm. to jazz, especially like a bebop jazz or something like that, where it's just simply four or five people standing on stage and they're attempting to simply show off tremendous musicianship. Yeah. And it's it, fireworks at a fairground – up and down the scale, up and down the scale. And after a while, if you're not just simply into the technical musicianship of it, you kind of go, you know, oh, come on, play yeah. a tune and such. No and, fence and straddling with this. Goes. No, no, you have to just be amazed by the, the technical speed of it. And speaking of speed, I, I did some research into it. Speed is genetic. And I remember when I was first playing, I had my speed almost immediately. Mm-hmm. When I was playing, uh, I started playing, I don't know, seriously 15, 16 years old, I had my speed almost immediately. And Mm -hmm. I know a lot of other guys that felt the same way. All you could work on past that was accuracy. Mm -hmm. How much more accurate could you be? Do you cuff notes? When you cuff a note, that means it goes clunk instead of playing cleanly. Mm -hmm. Um, Could you create different uh, runs of notes? Could you skip strings? Could you do that sweep picking that we were talking about? But speed is speed. And you just really, you're given a, a genetic amount. Think about it. Why doesn't somebody like Pete Townsend play faster? Well, he's genetically, that's it. That's all the faster he's going to go. As fast as he can yeah, go. that's it. Why doesn't Eric Clapton play faster? Now, someone's going to say, hey, Eric Clapton plays fast. No, no, he really doesn't. <laughs> he's, he's all tone. He's all feeling. He's not a speed monster. Then you get people that have them both. They have tone, they have feeling, and then they have unbelievable speed. Like who? This man, Steve Vai, who mm-hmm. again may very well have the Marfan syndrome. Tall, extended fingers, unbelievable, almost abnormal dexterity when he plays. You listen to his albums, he always has beautiful classical pieces, wonderful melodic, beautiful music, and then he takes one or two tracks on the album and just attempts to blow the back wall down. This is one of them. The kid yelling at the beginning is his son. He yells, hey, go for it. This is Steve Vai, one of the fastest players in the world. This is called Jaboom on Rock School. Just go for it. I'm beginning to see why none of these songs have lyrics. I don't know how you could actually put lyrics in between them. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, Jaboom on Rock School. That's Steve Vai and one of the fastest guitarists actually on the planet. I'm Absolutely gonna, amazing. I'm going to ask you something, and I think I already know the answer. But I'm, I'm sure you anyway. do. Yeah. <laughs> why have not I heard a lot of these guys hits? You that's, know the that's answer. Hits. Yeah. 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 You got to. You got to understand. You, 
what what does the girlfriend like listening to? What does the wife like listening to? Bubblegum pop radio. Yeah, and that's the thing about it is think you know wheel in the sky keeps on turning by journey. Uh huh. Let me. You're a drummer. Let me see if I can turn it around to that. All I right. watched a, a DVD one time on how to be a decent drummer with Stuart Copeland, the drummer of the Police. The police. Yeah. And he said, "Here's the hardest thing for a drummer to play," and he played boom, tsh, boom. Oh, like a steady 4-4 beat? Straight 4-4, because you drummers want to constantly syncopate and fill and do all that kind of stuff. And wow, I remember... You know, I never thought about that. That when is I, so true. It used to drive me nuts turning to my drummer and saying, would you mind keeping a beat instead of attempting to go crazy and <laughs> all If you've got the talent, then... Right. Can you imagine somebody like Steve Vai or Malmsteen attempting just to simply play Wheel in the Sky Keeps on Turning? That is, that is such a valid point that you I couldn't. never even thought about. And, and I'm sure they make a living at it. I'm sure they do very well at it. Mm-hmm. I, I highly doubt they're driving 1979 Chevy Novas. <laughs> but on the same aspect, with that kind of talent, you create this music that is so technically proficient that you have to find a niche audience. You just you're not going to find the average co-ed walking across the campus at Southeastern listening to Steve Vai. Yeah, to Steve Vai. You're just not going to find it. So right. that's the reason. Hits. Yep. yep. Absolute hits. I anticipated that answer. Buckethead. Buckethead, Buckethead, I know him. Buckethead. 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 <laughs> if you've not seen Buckethead, I urge you, go to the web, search Buckethead. Buckethead played with Guns N' Roses That's very right. briefly. Very That's briefly. Right. Buckethead, nobody knows his real name. Uh, nobody knows where he's from. If you read his uh, biography online, Buckethead was hatched. <laughs> He uh, he was raised in uh, by chickens in a coop. Uh, he gives away toys at his concerts and encourages fans to bring toys, by the way, which he then gives to Toys for Tots. Mm-hmm. But you can't miss the guy. He wears a porcelain Mardi Gras mask and a KFC chicken bucket on his head. This is true. And honest to goodness, his favorite... <laughs> Honest to goodness, when you read his resume, it's wonderful. Wow. His favorite uh, uh, influence in music is Michael Jackson. Wow. And he states that he has only read one book in his entire life, Nicholas Solomsky's book, Thesaurus of Scales and Melodic Patterns. Wow. If you're going to read a book, that's it. Uh, <laughs> a guy named Paul Gilbert was his original uh, original teacher, and I'm going to come back after Buckethead, and I'll play a little bit of Paul Gilbert. Hopefully we'll get to play uh, something past Paul Gilbert, but we are steadily running out of time. This is Buckethead. He's a shredder. He's goofy. He looks goofy. But wow, what a musician. This is Pepper's Ghost on Rock School. I had no idea. Yeah, Buckethead's brilliant. He I, really is. I had no idea. He was yeah. an excellent guitarist, and uh, he was supposed to be the guitarist for uh, Guns N' Roses if yeah. Axl Rose was actually able to make it work. But now he's just—he's basically a hired gun that, when when it's needed, uh, Buckethead will come out and I tell play. you what. I, I remember when they made that first comeback. It was on one of those MTV VMAs, and uh, they announced, uh, "Here's Guns N' Roses," and everybody went nuts. There and was the Buckethead open, opening line to "Welcome to the Jungle," and I looked and I went, "Who?" What is wrong with that guy? Who's who's that? Let me tell you a few of the other people that we didn't get to. Tell uh, me. A couple of people you got to worry about. John Petrucci. P-E-T-R-U-C-C-I. Uh. Un. 
unbelievably fast guitarist. Joe Satriani. He is uh, he's a wonderful guy. The Satch Boogie is something mm-hmm. you want to get your hands on. Eric Johnson, the Cliffs of Dover, you want to get a hold of. Oh yeah, and I know that one. I was going to play this guy, but I you know, I I'm a little nervous about playing this guy. Herman Lee. Herman Lee plays for a metal band called Dragon Force, and every time I listen to him, I think he's faking it. Really? It sounds to me like it's faked. Now, that's, I'm sure that has upset someone. And they're saying, no, Herman Lee always, yes, he plays it. I don't know. Well, I don't know. The guy made his living as a uh, Unix tech and really understands computers. And it just <laughs> sounds to me like he's faking it just a little bit. It's too good to be true. We are, we are going to finish with uh, the last guy, Paul Gilbert. Now, a lot of people may know Paul Gilbert for a group called Mr. Big that he was in with a guy named Billy Sheehan. Mm-hmm. They had a hit. No, would like to be with you. Oh, nice yeah, and yeah. slow song, da, and da, 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 right. Da, da, da. Uh-huh. And he would play these nice slow tunes, and everybody was like, "Okay, this this slightly handsome man can go ahead and play the guitar and all that." That's not him. Ah. That's not him. He is a brilliantly fast guitarist, and he was listed as number eight on Guitar One magazine's fastest shred guitarists in the world. Now, if you're interested, how fast is he? He is the only guitarist in the world to receive a sponsorship from a power drill manufacturer. What? Makita gave him a sponsorship. What he did was take a Makita drill. Now, you kids out there who are thinking to yourself, I think I'll do this. Make sure the drill is cordless. <laughs> well, why? Because if it's plugged into the wall, you will be holding a guitar, which will complete a circuit, and you will get shocked. You have been warned. Make sure the drill is cordless. What he did is he took something that he rigged up, he put in the front of the drill, and he hooked up four guitar picks to it. Oh, no. And when he pulled the trigger on the Makita drill, the picks would spin so fast, and he uh, played, and he kept up with it. <laughs> he, that's how fast this man is. Reminds me of that trigger fly swatter that that guy invented on Gremlins. Well, I'm telling you what, that's how fast this guy is. Yeah, picks on a drill head. The only guitarist in the world to receive a sponsorship from a power drill manufacturer. Let's we're close going, out with him. We're going to finish up with him, uh, Paul Gilbert and we're going to finish. I brought an acoustic and an electric from him. Uh, the electric one has got so many effects on it. We're going to finish up with the acoustic and you can really hear the speed on this guy. He was Buckethead's original uh, teacher. Okay. Guitar teacher. So, cool. Well, there you go. That was an hour of the fastest guitarists on the planet. And they were fast. Oh, man. According to Guitar One Magazine and me, Joe Burns. And I urge you, I urge you, if you don't believe me, get on YouTube, look up the names of these men, and uh, see if you b- don't believe it. Because they'll sit down, they'll play right in front of you. Now and shoot us uh, an email, and we'll give you the list. That's right. We'll run the whole thing down. Uh, my name is Joe Burns. Who are you? Chad P. Who is our sponsor? Home Theater, etc. We're finishing up with Paul Gilbert. This is Rock School. I'm Joe Burns. Class is dismissed. Mm-hmm.